coach, broadcaster, and video game impresario, John Madden. I get every game from every angle uh, every week. Why do you want to do that? Just because uh, just you're crazy? <laughs> None other than Deion Sanders Prime. I have three to four suits with me, and I'm having a problem to choose between the cream, which is a cusser. What I mean by cusser, Rich, when you see me, you're going to use profanity. That's how clean this suit is. <laughs> My official movie reviewer, Jim Moore. She's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Myla Kunis is it. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the season kickoff edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. And have we got a lineup ready for you. Good stuff. I'm fired up. Chris Law, podcast producer. This is as good as we've as, as we've gotten, don't you think? This is this is something to look forward to. I can't I can't wait for the season. Thursday night, Lambo. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Right. Is that is that NBC Sports calling you right now to tell you that kickoff is at eight thirty PM Eastern, seven thirty Central? Center that it was right there. They they are calling to thank me for my plug on the Rich Eisen podcast. Well, I wasn't talking about the season. I was talking about the podcast lineup that we have. Oh, I was talking about today. The, yeah, this is as good as it gets. That's what I was saying. That's it's as but good no, as it if gets. you want to promote somebody else's network and product, Chris. Look, I mean, you I've work just as hard on this podcast drafts. as anybody else. I've already had four fantasy football drafts. My mindset is for Thursday night. Okay, when am I going to start? You're ready. Uh, on the podcast today, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. In person. I interviewed him in New England. Flew out there. I hosted the New England Patriots kickoff dinner. The Crafts asked me. When the Crafts ask, I will serve. So I went out there and I'm like, well, hey, while I'm out there, can I sit down Tom Brady? Would Tom do it? He said yes. We chatted. Talk about everything. His competitive streak, whether he thinks the Patriots are Super Bowl ready. I mean, he would know. I did bring up Giselle. I asked, yeah, I knew that's where you're going, Chris, right? That's, that's You read my... I brought it up. <laughs> he doesn't usually like answering questions about his personal life or anything like that. Yeah, but, you know, we're Michigan men. We're Michigan men. We share that bond. Let me ask you this. Did he, did did you guys, because I haven't gotten to listen to all of it yet, yeah. did you guys get to discuss, uh, I saw some of the teases for this Belichick feature. Yes. Did he have any idea that no. Belichick was Mike no. during those conversations? I'll tell you what, I walked around the facility there. Uh, at this for the kickoff dinner, hardly nobody knew. Only a handful of people knew that, you know. So, um, that's a good chat. That's coming up on the podcast. Dan Patrick, the host of the Dan Patrick Radio Show on Fox Sports Net and the Audience Network on DirecTV and across your radio dial. My old compadre from Sports Center, he'll join us. We'll talk about the Peyton Manning issue. Is he going to be ready for the season? Had neck surgery in late May. Emmett Smith called Peyton out on Dan's radio show for having the surgery late. You know, I mean, uh, unless you're in somebody's shoes, you don't know. I mean, his neck could have been fine. And then all of a sudden in May, it just, you, you know, necks, backs, you don't mess with that sort of stuff. Yeah. This isn't like Shaq where he waited because he uh, said, I don't know, but playing know. season, I'll, I'm going to get paid and I'm going to have surgery on the company's time. Right. I don't think Peyton's that kind of. I, I Listen. You never know, but Emmett called him out. We'll talk about that with Dan. Get his Super Bowl picks. Who does he like in the AFC? Who does he like in the NFC? And plus, you know, I mean, I've known Dan since 96. You never know what he's going to say in 
And we also, for the television version of the podcast, we got him on, on TV. We got him from his man cave seat. You know, they built him this incredible set in Connecticut, like three, three minutes from his house. It's above so, uh, like a general store in some New England town in Milford. It's unbelievable. And uh, he's going to join us from his from his man cave seat, me and my my man closet with my man closet shower curtain with my podcast on it. Man cave envy. Uh, yes, everybody does. And if, if there's anybody in this business that isn't envious of Dan's set, what's been built for him by the Directv people, they're lying. They are lying. And uh, and and Dan doing his show on television, I think many ways uh a lot of people in the industry are, are looking to do a similar thing and and maybe nfl network was um open to televising this podcast because they saw what dan's done and so he's he's blazing trails but no one touches uh anybody in the podcast world uh quite like adam carolla i think he's the most downloaded podcast i think the the guinness book of world records um deemed yeah. him the most downloaded podcast on planet earth Speaking of downloaded podcasts, uh, we we're going to hit two million as well. Really, two million this week? This week? Do we know how many people in Myanmar? B- did you break it down by? Did you break it down by by country this time? I, I haven't gotten the country breakdowns yet, but uh, I, I will. I, we'll have that by next, next week. week. By next next week, week, we'll have the breakdown breakdowns. Because I think if there if there is one person in one country that downloads it, can we find that one person? Can we do that? Social media these days, we could probably do it. If there's the one person in, in Myanmar, I don't know if they have an internet connection. They probably just for the five minutes that the junta let the window open, <laughs> they probably downloaded us once. Oh, man. But anyway, that's good. To, well, two million downloads is nothing to sneeze at. We celebrate our one-year anniversary next week. Uh, Adam, you know, he's got it going. And uh, he's been on this podcast a couple of times, although never in studio, I don't believe. He's going to join us here in person. So I flew out to see Brady. I'm getting hooked up man closet to man cave with Dan and Corolla's here in person. And in the past, Corolla has, when he phoned in, he mentioned some of the rule changes that he wants to institute in the NFL. And one of which, uh, they all sort of involve the uprights and the goalposts. He wants to make them taller. I don't blame him because you know how many times that guys from 30 yards out with these booming legs, they kick him over the upright. You have no earthly idea if it's good or not. He wants to extend those, and he also wants to put a third upright in between the other two and give give extra points for hitting that. So what you've spent the past few days at putting something together, Chris, right? That that we did. We, we got a little surprise in store for him. Um, we just did a – we have a brand-new stage for our fantasy show on stage two. Yeah. So our field was uh, demoed, but we got him to uh, repurpose it, and uh, we got a little surprise. Do you put a third there. upright on on our on our uprights on our on our demo set? Is we that what you a, did? We have a third upright, yes. And Adam has no idea. He has we, no idea. No clue that we have that we have uh, created his dream come true, the third upright, and we'll we'll try and get him to kick it. Kudos we'll, to Mark Brady for his help on on assisting. Him. Oh, from NFL.com's Mark Brady. Yes, he's come up with a lot of great ideas. He's making it better. Making it better. We're in a better place. So Adam Carolla is going to come in, um, and we always have fun with him. How about Gerard getting released? Shocking. I mean, to uh, wow. I mean, the week of the season. We're, we're days from kickoff. I know. They're playing the Tennessee Titans in a matter of days, and he got the gate. Wow. I mean, the AFC South, if you had said 
to me at the end of last season that the Titans starter would be the Colts opening week starter and David Garrard the week before taking on Matt Hasselbeck and the Titans would be cut in favor of Luke McCown, who's going to start week one against the Titans, while the Texans would remain intact with their head coach, Gary Kubiak. But he wouldn't get fired. He'd stay intact. And wow, that is the way the AFC South is going to most likely start week one of the season. That is wild. What what week do we see Gabbert now? I don't know. It depends. But, I mean, McCown is, is – I hate using the word serviceable because that does sound like the left-handed compliment. But it's remarkable. I mean, so many quarterbacks go through their careers not getting the opportunity. What an opportunity he's been handed. Oh, yeah. Because you never know what you can do with it. He's got an opportunity. The bottom line is, oh, well, you know, that he's just a placeholder for Blaine Garrett. The guy lights it up. He's not coming out. He could be the guy there. You never know. Look at Kurt Warner. Seriously. I know. I mean, you might sit there and say, "Well, comparing one of the two, you can't." That's look at him. And also, Rex Grossman getting another shot. He wins the job for the Redskins. It's not John Beck. It's Rex Grossman. He gets a shot. And there are so many quarterbacks around the league just begging for the shot. Kerry Collins was on the couch. Mark Bulger retired instead of being a backup. Meanwhile, where's Gerard going to wind up? If I'm the Niners, I raise my hand immediately. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know the X's and O's deeply enough to see if if Garrard could fit that offense for Harbaugh, but I raise my hand immediately. Come to San Francisco, ASAP. Get him on the next plane there. Wow. Week one of the NFL season. So many questions to be answered. So exciting. There's well, one uh, one guy who's definitely not leaving the quarterback spot in the NFL, and that is Tom Brady in New England. So let's get right to the podcast. We've got Dan Patrick and Adam Carolla waiting in the wings, but it's time for the reigning MVP. I am thrilled to have as my first guest of the kickoff edition of the Rich Eisen podcast, Tom Brady. Good to see you. Thanks, How are you, Tom? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate you coming on. I got all dressed up for you, so. You did. You actually dressed in the nines. <laughs> isn't, this how, isn't this how you get out of bed Never. every day, Tom? Oh, my God. Sweatpants and T-shirts. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't pop, the, you don't have the Xenia coming out of, coming out of bed every day? Only when it's required. We have an event tonight, so. That's good. Great. Well, I, obviously, I had to have the, the MVP of the season come on uh, as the first guest, and uh, I, I'm just wondering how that hits you when you hear yourself referred to as the most valuable player of the NFL? Well, it's a, uh, I mean, it's always very humbling to think that I've been able to, to play for as long as I have. So, I mean, I never thought growing up as a punk kid in San Mateo, California, that I'd be in, in Boston quarterback in the New England Patriots for as long as I had. So, I've, I've been surrounded here with, with so many great players and teammates, coaches, you know, the organization, Mr. Kraft and his family. It's, um, you know, it's, for me, it's the greatest place that, that I could possibly have ever played. So it's, it has been a privilege for me. It always will be. And, and to lead a team of this caliber out there on the field every weekend uh, has always been a dream come true. As you're getting set to take on the Miami Dolphins, what, what do you think about? What goes through your head as you get set for an entire new, fresh set of downs and season in the NFL? Well, I think you've, uh, 
we put a quite a bit of work in up to this point, um, and you want it to be the best that it could possibly be. I think the preparation going into that first game throughout that first week is critical to the success of the game, and I think that's Coach Belichick stresses perfect practice makes perfect perfect plan, and mm-hmm. and and what you what you do in practice is how ultimately it's going to play out in the game. So we practice pretty hard around here. Um, and, and, and it's nice to get out there and set the tone for the week so that you can go into that game feeling very confident in what we're, what we're doing. But that's – so you're just saying week one. That's it. You don't think about the whole thing that's to come. I know that's the yeah. whole one game at a time sort of mentality, but you don't think past this Monday night? I mean, yeah. getting setting a tone. Obviously, you've got a young locker room. You've got a – uh, a lot of new players, as always, for a regular season. You know yeah. that that doesn't go through your head about how to mix all that stuff. I've been together. very conditioned to think very short-term <laughs> focus over the years. When you when you play for Coach Belichick, everything is short-term, and mm-hmm. it's basically it's this day of practice, and then tomorrow's practice will take care of itself, and then Friday's practice will take care of itself, and then ultimately the game will take care of itself. And mm-hmm. you start thinking weeks down the road. There's so many details to what we're trying to accomplish. An offensive football team, to me, it's a 14-yard in-cut, you know, where you're attacking the leverage of the defensive back, and then you're breaking your in-cut and coming flat to down. I mean, all these little things on particular routes, which lead to plays, which lead to series, which lead to quarters and then halves and then games. I mean, all these things add up. So if you are thinking about, you know, week 10 and it's week 2, I'll bet you you're not going to be very successful. Right. And how do you impart that to those on the roster who perhaps don't have that same mentality, Tom? Well, the great part is, as a quarterback, I don't have to impart any of that. Coach Mm -hmm. Belichick does all that. So I've I've just got to do my job. Mm -hmm. I've got to show up and follow his lead. Um, I think that's a great part about playing here, is Mm -hmm. that every time you walk in the door, there's a sign on our door that says, do your job. And it just means come in here and do what you're asked to do. Don't do anything more. The coaches will coach. The players will play. And then hopefully that, that leads to success. But there are some times on the sideline where it looks like you're imparting. And it looks like you're imparting with the, how do we put it, full throat, Tom. <laughs> you get red-faced. You're, yeah. you're, uh, so clearly you are a role. You're, you're an instrument in this whole concept that Belichick is is forwarding about do your job. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're definitely the guy that's delivering a message, though, yeah. at some well, point natu- time, aren't you? Yeah, naturally, because the quarterback speaks all the time in the huddle, mm-hmm. um, you take on a leadership role within the offense and ultimately within the team. So I do conv- try to convey the message that he passes on to us and reiterate it. And, you know, I've been here going on my 12th year, so I've heard a lot of what he's had to say multiple times. So part of it is my personality as, as well, and I'm a fiery person out there, I think, Football is a game of emotion, and if you don't bring it emotionally every week, then your opponent's going to get the best of you. So when things aren't going well, you know, you're going to hear about it. And when, even when things are going well, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, because so. many times you, you, when I see this again, because obviously when you're sitting uh, in a studio or people are sitting at home and watching you play a game, you don't really know what, thankfully, we do have NFL films to find out subsequently what you're saying maybe from time to time. Yeah. But you, it, it does seem sometimes you're up by three touchdowns. Like the Thanksgiving game last year in Detroit, yeah. you were up by two, three scores, yeah. and you were just as demonstrative on the sidelines, saying something to your teammates yeah. that you would be up two touchdowns. Yeah, and so that's I'm just trying to find out where where 
that comes from? Well, I think I think a lot of it in football is is you play the entire length of the game. You don't you don't ever sit there and think, oh man, this is great. We're up ten points, like with four minutes left, and then with twenty seconds left in the game, we're like, how did we lose that game? Mm-hmm. So to me, you you the the pedal's on the metal for for that full sixty minutes, and and really you don't take it off. And and coach always coach Belichick always. tells the offense guys we put you on the field to score we don't put you on the field to run three plays and punt you know Mm -hmm. we we put you on the field to score so every time we take the field we're going out to score and if the defense stops us they stop us it doesn't stop the way we think or our level of confidence that when we do take the field but whether there's two minutes left in the game or whether there's 58 minutes left in the game you know our job is not finished until you're walking in the locker room what drives you is there one thing that drives you, Tom? Um, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot. Um, I mean, I love playing this game. And we, we have a third preseason game. I don't play very well. And, you know, I think about it for two days and every single throw and drop and what am I doing wrong and how do I get myself to play to my ability so that I can be the best quarterback for this team. And, um, you know, when you set a certain level of expectations for yourself, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to live up to that each and every day. But why do you do it? What's been part of your makeup that 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 has led you to? I don't know. Feel I, that way. I, I, I used to throw the remote control on video games into the television, <laughs> and I used to slam my golf clubs and break them. And you know, I would cry as a little leaguer if I struck out. I and mean, I don't know why. That's just. Mm-hmm. Part of there's something that just burns inside of you that, you know, when the, when the competition is there and, you know, backgammon board, I'm like a little kid if I lose a backgammon and I break the board. And, you know, I'm coping. He's, I'm broken more of his backgammon boards than I can. So you're talking now. You're breaking backgammon boards. Still, board I get now. so angry okay. at the dice, you know. I mean, how do you get angry at dice? But I get furious. You right. know, you get just pissed when you're looking for, you know, what you want and you don't mm-hmm. get it, whether that's in the locker room or, you know, obviously when it's on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's certain places where you do realize, like golf, I used to get really pissed in golf, and now it's like... Well, it doesn't I, work with golf, though. I know, it doesn't. I mean, that's, and you ruin the day. So now it's like, right. okay, well, I'm not here to compete. I'm just here to, you know, relieve a little stress, not right. add to it. Right. Um, but, you know, the football field's a very stressful place, and, and our jobs, I mean, from the time we walk in the door in the morning, it's a high-pressure environment. I and mean, there's no, like, hey, you know, good to see you guys. It's like when... When the meetings start at 7.30 in the morning, you're sprinting throughout the day. And when you're driving home at 6, 6.30 at night, you're going to think, God, we got a lot accomplished, but better get some rest because we're going to be back at it the next morning. Is this part of the, um, I guess, learning curve for Ocho here in New England, do you think? Yeah, I mean, for every player because this is a very unique environment. It's a very unique environment for football. And guys that have come and guys that have left have told me that, man, it's this is this is a unique place, and I think the expectations that Coach Belichick has for us when we play less than what to, when we play less um, when we don't live up to the expectations that he thinks we need to play to, he lets us have it, and he lets me have it. You know, the first one up in the meeting in the morning. Um, you know, so it's eight in the morning. You're getting yelled at. You know, for not completing a pass that you should have completed. And a lot of times, I'm, you know, I'm I'm thinking. You know, God, you know, I've been here for a long time. Like, we've won a lot of games together. And then, you know, then there's another part of me that absolutely loves it because he's holding me accountable and I need to make those plays. Because um, he doesn't, Coach Belichick really doesn't care what you did last week or last year or five years ago. Or he cares about what you're doing today so that you can be most prepared for tomorrow. Is it, is it true that he's taken some pictures down in this building from your glory years? Yeah, all of them. 
Always he's taking them all down. Yeah, I think he it's just uh, you know starting last year it was you know we got a new beginning and we got and and we're going to see what this team can establish and and the legacy that this team can lead and and uh, it was a great way to approach the year. And the, and the 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 number of wins that you racked up last year were, were impressive to say to say the least. A lot of people didn't expect you to win as many games. Then came the playoffs. How how much is that loss to the Jets stuck with you, yeah. Tom? It, it um, has it stuck with me. It still sticks with me, and it will stick with me, I'm sure, for my whole life. Um, Even it, if you win another Super Bowl? It's, I mean, I, I, yeah, because you, you torture yourself as, a, as, a, as an athlete, as a football player. Um, and, I, and sometimes you don't understand why, and, and it's, I, in some ways it motivates you. Um, in some ways it just sits there and you always realize that you lost and you could have done a better job. And I think that's the hard part, and you feel like, not only did you let yourself down, but you let your teammates down um, if you didn't play up to the level that you think you're capable of. So even though you win, you think about your losses just as much. And when you win those games, it's, there's nothing better. It's a great, great feeling. When you lose, I mean, it's just, uh, there's, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. And the fact that it's an in-division rival, does that add a little extra salt? Yeah, when wound? it's the Jets, I mean, for God's sakes, that's the, the absolute... <laughs> Uh, you know, that's the worst because of the history that we've had with them. And it started, you know, with so many players switching teams over the years and the amount of good games that we've had against them um, and then meaningful games, playoff games. And uh, so anytime we play the Jets, it's a big game. And Ellis is now on the team. Yeah, we got a few. You got, yeah. Woodhead and, and, uh, and Sean and uh, James Hedigabo. Yeah. Um, and the long snapper, we just got a long snapper. So I mean, uh, the long snapper knows where all the secrets are. I'm I sure. know. I'm sure. I know. I'm sure he knows the whole drill. Yeah, but for so long we've had so many Patriots go to the Jets, and it's interesting right. now when the Jets are coming back. Well, to it's the great, Patriots. and I and I think it's great. You and I have talked about it on our previous podcast too. I, I think it's great that you wear it on your sleeve, and I, I think it's great. Fans eat it up because um, there's also no bulletin board material either. I mean, it's just it is. What it is, yeah. it's just two teams close in proximity that want to beat the heck out of each other. Yeah. Uh, and, and Rex, I think, might have been using a little bit of reverse psychology recently. He called Belichick the greatest coach in the league, which may be the truth. But to hear it from another coach, you have to, you have to wonder what his sure. psyche is yeah. underneath there, too. Who knows what his psyche <laughs> It'd be a, a psychology uh, 301 at Michigan. It would be, it would be 301. 301. It would definitely Advanced be an, up, an upper-level course. Yeah. No question about that. Uh, if, if I may ask, too, uh, how do you separate this when you go home? You're, you're dad now, yep. and clearly your, your, your fire and your competitiveness it, it it lingers with you. Yeah. What happens when you go home and and yeah. and you have to sort of leave that by the door? It's you, no, you don't <laughs> you don't leave it by the door. You don't leave it by um, the door, huh? No, I mean when when I see my kids, it's you know you're with them and you try mm -hmm. to be very present. And you know I think there's days where my wife will say, "What is wrong with you? I mean, what is going on?" And I say, "God, I'm thinking about this interception I threw in practice," and she's like, "What is that?" Like, you know, for, for people that aren't in this building, they don't understand, right. um, you know, what all that means. But I think we, as Patriots, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And, um, you know, new players, they come to me and they're like, God, is it always like this? Is the pressure always this high? And, yeah, it is. It's just our way of trying to get the best out of this team. And, um, 
you know, there's no place I'd rather play. And unfortunately, some days you got to, you know, you do bring it home because it, right. it's uh, it's very important to all of us. Sure, but don't you just you can just turn to your wife and just say, don't you want to be the best at runway? I mean, don't you want to yeah, be the best? Of Doesn't she want to be the best? At, I don't know anything other modeling terms. Otherwise, I'd, I'd throw them out. <laughs> Neither do right I. So. So, no, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, but you know, just, it's just everybody certainly wants to be as competitive as great at their job as they want to be. Yeah. But it's just that when you've achieved a certain level of success, that's why I keep asking you about it. Just cer- certainly in sports, a lot of guys can just be complacent. It's the you know, well, Pat Riley always talks about having wanting to have the disease of more, yeah. wanting to keep winning. It's yeah. been uh, six years now since you've had confetti yeah. fall down on your head. How how much is that in your thought process again as you get started for a season of football? Yeah, I mean that. Well, I mean that's the goal. I mean every year you you know there's only one team that that wins it, and if you don't win it, then it's an it's an unsuccessful season. And I think the thing I realize now uh, that I probably didn't realize back then was how hard it is to actually do, um, because I was very fortunate to come into the league and be part of very successful teams in my first five years. And, and I've had very successful teams past that, but there's a lot that goes into to winning the Super Bowl. I mean, there's very, very good football teams, um, very well-coached teams. The talent within the league is spread to all 32 teams, especially in a year like this where every team is spending the money to the cap. Um, there's a lot of great football teams. And, and you, not only do you need to play well, you need some breaks, you need... You know, you need a lot of things to go right. Injuries, you know, those are always important part of the season. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the thing that you can control is how well you play. And and when you finish that last game of the year, whether it's a regular season game, people don't make the playoffs, or a playoff team that loses, you're, it, it sticks with you until the next season because you want that feeling to go away. You you want to be victorious. You want to win the last game of the season. And lastly, what do you what do you think about this team? As you you've obviously been part of Super Bowl teams, you've you've seen. Uh, what can be done here? Do you think this team has the stuff that can go ahead and take you to Indianapolis, which would be an interesting place for you to have confetti fall down on your head? Yeah, and, and I think there's so much that goes into a football season. I mean, we're so far from that point. Um, you know, I think everybody is very confident that we have a good football team. I don't think there's there's a lack of confidence in our locker room. Um, you know, we'll make of this season what we'll make of it. And I think that's all dependent on the commitment and the work ethic of the guys that are in the locker room, um, overcoming adversity, um, overcoming things when they don't go so well for us, um, taking the coaching. I mean, all those things are, are up to this team to establish our own identity. And um, there's no doubt we'll be coached to be that way, to perform at a high level. And, and we're going to go out on our best and try to execute at a high level. I appreciate you coming on, Tom. I don't know if you realize the last time you were on, you won by 42 the next week. So I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, I'm so just opening saying, week. I'm just saying, if it happens, it's not you. If it it's, happens, I'm coming me. on every it's week. Me. Oh, please, you're welcome here anytime. <laughs> Good to have you. Thanks, Rich. That's Tom Brady. Thrilled now to have on the Rich Eisen podcast uh, a longtime friend of the program and just a good old friend. Uh, He is the host of a very popular radio program that can also be seen on the Audience Network, on DirecTV, and all the Fox Sports regional networks on planet Earth. He is Dan Patrick, the host of The Dan Patrick Show, joining me from his man cave here on the podcast. Good to see you, Dan. I think you need to get a man cave at the NFL studios. I have a man cubicle. And I, I guess I have to work my way up. This is a shower curtain behind me. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We pull it. We pull it. Um, you know, and and I, I rinse and then repeat every single 
podcast space. Well, you have all those Hall of Famers on uh, staff there, so yeah. you got to pay for them before they can <laughs> yes. they, they, they can spruce up your man cave. Well, I think they, uh, we need to sign them to a more cap friendly number. Then I guess that's how it goes. Oh, I, uh, I right? blame it on on Dion and Falk. <laughs> you know they're they're costing too much here. Dion is probably dead money on somebody's roster still. Uh, I, I don't I don't know who's probably the Redskins or something like yes. that. I yeah. imagine so. Uh, and thank you for uh, for not – you didn't have my – you don't have my book up on the bookshelf, Dan. I mean, oh, look at that. There's some, <laughs> uh, some light reading. Yeah? Um, A doorstop or – I mean, what, 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 what do you have there? I've been reading this to my uh, 13-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, there are just some segments in here that just crack her up. Or, uh, or put yeah. her to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a good night-night book. It's good stuff. Yeah, I see good that. Stuff, you yeah. the, yeah. the big show. You got the big show first up on your on right your, there. Yeah. But I like to keep my this right by me. I like to put my hand on it. Like when somebody <laughs> said, "Do you swear?" and I always put my hand on mm. the Rich Eisen book. Yeah. Journey to the center of the NFL universe. Yes. By the way. Yeah. Total access. A journey to the center of the NFL yeah. universe. Yes. Is yeah. The, is the name. But you're not you're not total access anymore. So now it's just you know, journey no, no, to the I, center. No, no, I I am. I'm just not regularly doing. Uh, it. Anymore. Okay. Check your local listings. Is essentially <laughs> is all I'm. I'm essentially. But the podcast it sounds like yeah. more uh, more pay, less work is what you just scammed. No, no, right there. This this is it. As you know, this podcast is work. <laughs> 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 just to turn the lights on sometimes and get the shower curtain going. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for joining me from your from your man cave, uh, DP. Uh, you're, you're welcome. You're um, let's. I guess let's start with the Sunday Night Football Night in America, which is. I, I just didn't want to keep going on on your introduction. It could have been five minutes long, but you are the host of uh, Sunday Night uh, Football uh, Night in America on NBC, and um, you're heading off to Green Bay right now. And now uh, there's a Sunday Night game: Jets at Cowboys. I'd love for yeah. you to give me your thoughts. Uh, on this game, where obviously the Jets are going to have an emotional night, it being uh, 9-11, the 10th anniversary of it. De Niro is going to be part of some sort of pregame ceremony. Uh, crowd's going to be whipped up, and the Cowboys need to win a game like this, even though it's out of conference. What are your thoughts on this one, DP? I think what happens, though, is everybody focuses on the Thursday night game, Packers-Saints, and you forget about some of the matchups over the weekend. And I think this is one of those sneaky matchups where you go – these are two teams still have a lot to prove, especially with the Cowboys. If you get it's Felix Jones's job now, you got rid of some guys with uh, Roy Williams and, and Barber. Romo's back. I think Rob Ryan's a big addition to this team with that defense because I still look at that defense and say, I don't trust that secondary. Uh, the Jets, uh, you have to win these games. Are they, are they the same kind of team we saw last year? Are they able to grind it out, run the ball? And then look at Sanchez to just uh, sort of complement that. Is the defense as good as it was last year? So I, I look at these two teams. One is a maybe taking a step to be in a Super Bowl team. Another one's just trying to get back into the playoffs. And it is remarkable that the one that's trying to get back in the playoffs is the Cowboys, and the Jets yeah. are the ones trying to take that next step. Uh, it seems to be like a role reversal of the last quarter century to three decades, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, uh, you, the, were you surprised that uh, Rob Ryan answered the question about his brother's foot fetish this past week, DP? Were you surprised <laughs> that he didn't just go next question on that one? Um, yes, I was, because I would have thought the question had been asked earlier by the Dallas media. Mm-hmm. And when Rob started talking about the uh, proclivities of his twin brother and then said, you know, I might be a little <laughs> freakier than him. Yeah. And I went, 
I want to party with those guys, I right. think. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Did, by the way, did you just short answer me on the question before? Or, well, or, I didn't. Or, I didn't you... Was it a question? Oh, Dan. Every, I didn't know if it was a question. You know, there was a question sort of in there, but it was, it's sort of, that's a conversation, you know? Like, how many times oh. when you have a conversation with a friend do you always have to look at your friend with a question? It's it's a way to just mix it up with you, and you short, oh, you short, you short answered me. Try, try it again. I don't, even remember. I don't even well, remember no, what I the remember non-question what was now. I don't even okay. remember what it was you now. I just remember you short answered me. Did you do you know, this to Paul Rudd? I what no I what just throw something out there yeah yeah I did yeah and he didn't but I did, he didn't but short you made answer the me. point Rich you made the point mm-hmm. because I couldn't say anything other than yeah no but you could say yeah and then continue <laughs> on with something or I mean you're you're you know it's okay it's okay you and I are fine you can short answer me and then we could get through it but I just had to just ask if that's exactly what you did because you know I never I don't do that to you on your on your radio program yeah. <laughs> I asked for that. I asked. Yeah, for you that. did. Hold oh. on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move this. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, put the book back, back. there. You go. Here, Thank there you. you go. There, you, there go. you go. Can I still, can I still get uh, the Big Show on Amazon? I mean, can I still get? I think. Is that still there? Is yeah, it, um, I think. Or is it? Do I have to back order it? Or what? did you, did you and Ko <laughs> split the 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 royalties fifty fifty on that? Were you yeah. favored nations? You and Ko. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Keith deserved more money, I think. He wrote it, right? I mean, he, yeah. he wrote, he wrote it. He wrote a lot of it, yeah. And then you yeah, I, then you approved the copy, or how did, how does that how did that happen? I just took the picture. I just took the picture, and then that was it. <laughs> that was it, and I was done. Because I couldn't see KO just, uh, you know, giving you half the writing duties. I mean, I would think no. he would have to... Did you just yeah. short answer me again? <laughs> you keep short answering me on my own. Okay, podcast. but I don't know when you're asking a question. All right. Here's a question for you. Okay. Do, you do you stick a fork in the Colts right away? Because I, because you wait, know. Uh, wait, did you ask the question? Mm, now you're talking. Did more? you stick a fork in the Colts? Do you do that? I said the Colts weren't going to make the make the playoffs before the news about Peyton Manning came oh, out. Oh, you're ahead of the curve. That's next level. Well, I don't think anybody else. Tell me another analyst who said the Colts weren't going to make the playoffs. Before, 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 before Peyton Manning. Yes. Well, I, you're, you're I not an analyst, but you're 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 on your radio show. You're you're paid to give opinions. You give opinions yes. on a daily basis. So you're uh, an, yes, I you're yes, an opinionator. I am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you're cross talking me. You're short answering me. You're cross talking me on my own show, Dan. And you know, yeah. Is it the, is it, are we way. mixed minus? This is great. I love it. So why do you stick a fork in the Indianapolis Colts when last I, year, hold on, how about this one? Last year, the Steelers went four games without Ben. They go two, they go three and one. Even if the Colts go two and two and Manning comes back week five, or let's say he comes back week seven with Jim Tressel and, <laughs> and he's back week seven and the team's yeah. three and three, three and four. Do you still even stick a fork in the Colts then? They went ten and six with Peyton Manning last year. Mm-hmm. The Texans will win the division, oh. and I got the, I got the Colts. Uh, you know, maybe they go eight and eight. Maybe they go nine and seven. Just based on the fact that Peyton Manning is injured, uh-huh. or or no. you don't think they have enough of a talent level outside of the quarterback position to do without him. I think that they still have talent, but you got questions with Austin Collie. That defense, 
you know, so I, I don't think it's as good as it's been before, but I think you're going to have another Super Bowl where the team that is hosting the Super Bowl is not playing in the Super Bowl. Right. And I don't even think they get to the playoffs. On the outside looking in. What do you think yeah. about the Steelers and the Ravens week one, Dan? I love it. That's another one of those sneaky matchups, but these guys go head-to-head, you know, a couple times during the year. You start off the season. I'm not as big on the Ravens as a lot of people are. I do love the Steelers uh, with everybody back, and I think Ben's added a couple more weapons there. I expect them to be great, and you don't have Ben missing time like he did last year. The key for me is Mendenhall and Palomalu uh, with, uh, you know, his Achilles. If, If those are the two question marks I have, but I would think Mendenhall, who's been a very good running back, will he be durable? And uh, will Palomalu be healthy enough to play at least 14 games this year? I think James Harrison's back is going to be the issue. I mean, of all the injuries, I think the fact is, can he come back from that surgery? And I know he had it earlier than Peyton Manning. uh, But to me, it seems that that may be the defensive issue, even though they've got Lamar Woodley on on the bookend. Uh, Palomalu looked quick enough, certainly compared to last year's playoffs. And and Roethlisberger, I I I think he may throw for he may come close to five thousand yards this year. I'm going to come out and say that right now. Really? Yeah, because he's just winging it around. I think that 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 offense is just a a, a spread you out, go vertical offense that just sort of runs the okie doke on you with their with their history with their bruising history, uh, and Mendenhall may get it inside the 10 or the 15, but I, I think this is a Roethlisberger. Uh, he's going to pass them into the Super Bowl. Okay, best quarterback in Pennsylvania. Um, wow. <sighs> I don't know who plays for Penn State right now, um, but you know what? I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go with, I'll go with Vic. I'll go with Vic right now. Just, again, I, I, I love Ben and what he's done. It just, when Vic is on, and if he is on like he was against the Redskins last year, I've never seen anything like that. I spoke about that with Mike Tirico, uh on the podcast a couple weeks ago because he, uh, working for ESPN, came on this show. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, are you going to start there because nobody from ESPN is allowed to come on my show? I didn't know that. Is that true? Yes, it is. It's been quite true since I've been doing it. But oh, that's not true. Come on, Dan. They are not allowed to be on the show. We invite them all the time. <sighs> Nobody's allowed. So I can't get Mike Tirico to talk about that great performance by Michael Vick <laughs> against the Redskins. <laughs> so I have to have you on yeah. to talk about Mike Tirico talking about Michael Vick against the Redskins. And you know I'll do that anytime. But keep in mind, it was the Redskins, though, he did it against. It, a great performance, but it was the right. Redskins who played absolutely stupid football that night. So you, you're thinking Roethlisberger, to answer your own question. I would, I would take Roethlisberger. I, I think they both extend to play in a different way, but I think Ben can have a bad game and still win. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't always see that with, with Michael. And his style is not going to change. I think Vince Young comes to the rescue a couple of times for the Eagles this year. And, so. and because I, I listen to your show, I don't just appear on it. Uh, Emmett Smith had a very interesting comment on your radio program on Tuesday about yep. the Manning surgery. And uh, where do you stand on what Emmett had to say, that, that he should have done it sooner uh, rather than later? Because, I mean, you really, unless he's read the MRIs or the actual uh, documents, it, it's very interesting to speculate from, from where Emmett was sitting, no? But this is an injury, according to Tony Dungy, that took place in 2007 against the Redskins. I don't know how it got progressively worse and then who finally said you need to have surgery. 
Did he hold off, get a second opinion? Uh, what was it that happened in that window since the end of the, the season and where we are now, where Peyton went from no surgery, may have surgery, doesn't need surgery, have surgery, and now you've cast a doubt on the season? I think the timeline is a little bit questionable there. Hmm. So where do you stand on the AFC? I'm trying to I'm trying to gauge it here. I mean, because uh, uh, you're from what you're do you do you think the Patriots are still the team to beat, even though they didn't come out of the AFC East the longest last year? No, I like the Steelers. I I still look at the Patriots. That secondary is unproven. Uh, you don't have a star running back. You don't have a deep threat at wide receiver, a, a consistent deep threat at wide receiver. I think you bank on Belichick being, you know, the genius, and you got Tom Brady in there. I, I, I just I don't look at them as the force they've been in previous years, and I'd probably look at the, the Steelers as the best team. And then maybe I'd look at the – the Patriots are going to win their division, I think, but I still look at playoff time. Uh, can you do what the Ravens did to them? You know, just hammer them. Or the Jets, just hammer them. When's the last time, you know, Belichick, that doesn't happen to his teams – We've seen it now in back-to-back years. Yeah, we just had Brady on the podcast before, and he said he doesn't. He he's eager to see if this is a Super Bowl team, and and it just seems that he's basically, and he's a heck of a, a standard barrier for, for it. But he's the only sort of guy still left there who can go to everybody and talk about what the Patriot way is. When he was winning Super Bowls with Belichick, there was Brewski, there was Seymour, there was your cohort Rodney Harrison there were a bunch of veterans that could sort of police the locker room in force but it seems that Brady is the only guy there left to do that on a daily basis even maybe Wes Welker perhaps it's it it, it, it it's an interesting dynamic that's playing out in New England right now well their deep threats are their tight ends uh but I you, you still have Brady but I I want to know what Belichick's going to be able to come up with uh you know as far as Running back, are they going to have the same uh, style that they've played before? And then he gets rid of defensive backs. That, that's almost like, you know, he he changes shoes. He, Brandon Merriweather, hey, thanks for being a all-pro. See ya. Uh, good luck in Chicago. Um, I I just, I'm surprised at that. He did that with Lawyer Malloy. He, he's done that with uh, Asante Samuel, got rid of him. I'm surprised that he's able to interchange his defensive backs. It seems like it's a defensive back uh, league where you got to have at least one or two guys back there, you know, that are quality lockdown guys, or at least give the uh, semblance of that. Where do you stand on the Chargers? Because they're they're a team that uh, a lot of people think can finally, finally, finally live up to the billing, and that they're sort of the X factor in this whole equation that we've been talking about in the AFC. You lose Darren Sproles. I thought that that was a big loss. Uh, uh, Rivers, love him, love the leadership. Uh, every every wide receiver is six five. It seems like. It's going to come down to do they have guys on defense who can make plays and can they please block everybody when they're going to attempt a punt? <laughs> that would be it. I mean, they were Eight one eight. in offense and one in defense last year yeah. and didn't make the playoffs because the special teams was so unspecial. It was pretty brutal on that front last yeah. year. And I think with North Turner, win a big game. Win a game you got to win. And Nate Kading, make sure that you're going to kick a field goal when uh, the pressure's on. Uh, you know, there's still question marks with those guys, but they can go through the West, get home field advantage, 
And that might be their ticket to get to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, obviously, there's the defending champs, the Saints, and the Falcons pretty much on everybody's lips, with the Eagles being the team that could either not improve whatsoever, take that awful step back because of the total mixture of personalities that are now being thrown on Andy Reid's lap to work together, or become the dream team. Where do you stand on the NFC, DP? Uh, I like the Falcons this year. And uh, you know what? It's hard to pick against the Packers. And the only reason why I did is because teams don't repeat. Uh, so I looked at Atlanta. Uh, the Saints, I, I, I looked as 1A, 1B. Uh, Green Bay is obviously going to be there. But trying to figure out scheduling is also another thing. That you can go 13-3, and three, but how is the schedule going to be the following year? Certain teams are going to get into the playoffs, and uh, ones that were there last year are going to drop out. I like that Atlanta is going to have probably four or five weapons there. Will they get better? Uh, is that defense going to be good enough? We saw what Green Bay did to them in Atlanta. I took a flyer on Atlanta just because I wasn't going to go Green Bay just from the repeat factor. Not exactly an exact science there, but uh, I, 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 I'm going to go Atlanta Atlanta to meet the Steelers in the Super Bowl. No. Where do the Lions crop up here? They're, they're they, the darling they team. They're the darling team. I, I uh, talked to Indomitian Sue on Tuesday. I said, you guys are making the playoffs. And he said, you know what? Um, he pretty much guaranteed without guaranteeing. Mm-hmm. He said he, you know, that he viewed them as uh, uh, there were no questions that, that they should be able to make the playoffs. And I like that. They should be. You're running out of time. It's like, um, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays. You eventually get all those draft picks. It all has to come together at one point. And this is the year, I think, for the Lions. You're mixing sports on me. This is the NFL Network, Dan. I'm confused uh, what you mean by that. I mean, Tampa my Bay, bad. Rays. Um, so so you got the Lions as a wild card, then, I imagine. You're gonna, you are yeah. gonna take the Packers to win the North. Who's yeah. the other wild card in the NFC? Uh, let me see. Who did I pick? Uh, Eagles. Uh, let's see. Uh, didn't pick the Cowboys. Wait a minute. I got my picks right. right Hold on, Rich. Go. All right, DP. I got it right here yeah. in my... Um, what is that? Your strong box? Humidor. Your lock box? Your, what is that? Your lock box? What is that? That's my humidor. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Packers, Eagles, Rams, Saints, Falcons, Lions. Oh, so you got the Saints as a wild card, or you got the it, you, clearly because yeah. you have the Falcons win the series. Yeah. South. Yeah. Uh, all right. And who are the wild cards in the in the AFC that you? Have? I got uh, Patriots, Jets, Steelers, Chargers, Ravens, Texans. Ah, okay. So then you have the Jets or the Patriots winning that division. East. I have the Patriots. Oh, so you have the you have the the Jets as a wild card with the Ravens. It's yeah. pretty much the same yeah. as last year, uh, except you got the Chargers winning the division, and you've got uh, and and you've got uh, Texans. The Texans winning their division. I got to yeah. see that to believe it. I, I just I, I just really do. No, 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 I don't mean your. Oh, I see. Oh, I, I see. No, no. I believe you that you're giving okay. your your picks. Oh, oh okay. Is that, oh. A, is that a sharpie? Okay. Did you take okay. that out of your out of your, <laughs> out, of your, out, of your <laughs> out of your sock and write that down one day? What is that, Dan? I actually I actually spilled uh, a uh, coffee that I spilled <laughs> on the Texans. Ah, so that's an omen. That's an omen. That does say Texans. Maybe right that's there. an over-caffeinated yeah. pick then, Dan. I, I don't know. Like I said, I got to see it to believe it. I got to see the and Texans the, winning uh, it to, to believe it. The Cowboys oh, written down you crossed and out then your, crossed them out. Come on, Dan. You know you always go with your first answer on a test. I No, always. no. I never did well on the SAT. <laughs> Or the Wonderlick. So, no, I never go with my first answer. All right. So then you've got uh, – who do you hand this, the, the, the Lombardi to? Because you are the one. You are the I, one who, I, who hands the Lombardi, if correct? You, if, if you can, you know, 
turn the camera here in the man cave. I don't know. That's on wait, your. That's on wait, your end. Wait, that's an, are you going to bring? We, bring it. Do we have anybody who can move? See this back here. All right. Let me see. Okay. Can you? Can no, you see this? No. That's on your end, Dan. That's on the, oh, the audience anybody, network. Is anybody something. here? You're left alone. You're left alone. Wait. <laughs> wait. wait. Where did everybody go? Okay, hold on. All right. Yeah, go grab it. Hold, hold on. I got right. it. Right. Look I'll out. take it down. It's off the man cave wall. There okay. You there you go. That is um, Ben hold and on. myself. You got to hold it lower. The... lower. Lower to your left. Oh. There you go. Okay, how's that? Move your tie. Whose tie? Is that my tie? That's tie my is that? tie. Is that your no, tie? No, that's the tie I'm wearing in the Super Bowl. Okay. So that's, you. that's me. That's me handing out the Super Bowl trophy, and then right. I'll be doing this this year right. as I hand it to Matty Ice. Oh! And... You're handing it to Matty Ice. So you're... you're... Yes. Wow. Yeah. All right, as Dan takes his photograph of... How many photographs of yourself are there in the Mad Cave? <laughs> Can you, well, have you, I would show you, but where are all the... I don't know. That's on you and your camera? staff, Dan. That's you and your staff. We, we've locked down the camera, and they've all left you alone. But how many... Did you, as you take, what? as you took the photograph of you giving the trophy to Ben in... Um, that was in That was in Tampa, correct? Was that in Tampa? Yes, it, okay. yes, it was. It was in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You took that off the wall and showed it to the podcast viewers. For the podcast yes. listeners, DP. Yeah, yeah. How many photographs uh, of yourself <laughs> do you have on the wall there in the Mad Cave? Can you estimate? Not that many no, because please. these are come on. These are all the I've been I've been to your house and I as you walk in. <laughs> oh yeah. There you are. Oh yeah. I mean it's, sure. it's like this yes. it's a wall of you no. with different poses at no, the that's, NFL. Network. That's the oil painting of me on the wall, Dan. <laughs> That's the portrait. I of me. like you with the centurion, where it's you and ha- half you, half horse, like A <laughs> Rod has. I like that. Yeah, me yeah. and A Rod share the same decoration. Because you said, you said to me, mm. uh, stallion, and I go, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. So you and A Rod, see, that's an uh, just that's an old trick. That's you short answered me. You cross talked me. What was me. the question? And now you know what the question is. And now, how and now, pictures? what you did is you changed, you spun it, you spun it to throw it on if me. How somebody, many photos of yourself are there up there behind you? Are there any people running the cameras? Because <laughs> I, yeah. I would show you. Wait, is somebody is somebody on this camera or this camera right now? No, no, no. These are all. Well, they're all remote control during the show. I know they all left you, Dan. They locked. It's one well, lockdown I camera. Would sh- I would count, okay, one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six. That's of six. In, in entirety of your of your, ma- your your man cave set. Yeah, I got There's I got more the supermodels on the wall. Yeah, there's more swimsuit yes. models on the wall than of yourself. Yes, I got Sandler movie posters oh, in here. Yeah. Uh, When's your next Sandler got, movie? When's your next Sandler movie? When's that coming I have out? Uh, Jack and Jill with uh, Pacino. And Sandler, that is. I love uh, you. I love the way you drop the names of your co-stars, Dan. That is really. That's. I mean, I know you're smooth, but that may be when you're smoothest when you drop the names of your of your Sandler movie co-stars. Who else is in Jack and Jill? Who else is in Jack uh, and Jill with you? I, you know, it's, it's Pacino. It doesn't. Yeah, once you go Con, Pacino, Con, right? Con, yeah. Jimmy Con. You call him Jimmy? Uh, no, no, no. Jimmy, Jimmy Con is in uh, I Hate You, Dad. That comes out oh, next June. Can't keep trying. Jack and Jill comes out, uh, I think, at the end of November. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, big, uh, big blockbuster holiday weekend type movie. Okay. Yeah, maybe, so I, that one's, yeah. yeah. Maybe I yeah. can have you back on to uh, promote it. 
Or, or do you do do you do do you do publicity for your films or, or not? I, I I don't think that they're that desperate that they're relying on me. <laughs> they to don't do bring publicity. DP to the junket. It'd be no, so much more no. fun of a junket. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I um I go to the uh, the screening. I go for the oh. debut, mm. but they don't ask me to go press junket. The red carpet. You go red carpet. I go red carpet, so nobody's on. See, these you're so upset. You're so upset. You can't show. You can't show the fact that you you totally under. There's more than six photographs of you on your man cave walls. Got to be. Got to be. Right, well, What's the pinball machine? What's the pinball machine behind that's you? Dale. That's Dale Earnhardt. Okay. Junior. You're not on the pinball machine. You're, no. not on the, you're not on your pinball machine. That's Junior in the NBA. That's the NBA uh, logo. That's on there. not the the old Sports Center pinball machine with with you and and uh, <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. There was no. never. There was never an no. ESPN the pinball machine. No, no, no. You they and... treated us like we were a pinball machine. <laughs> uh, you know, they were they were the flippers no. as we kept trying to get out. Let's not do that. I, I want. I see. Here's what I want to do. I want to. I want to build bridges. Okay. I want to build bridges. I want you. I, there should be. We should get Bristol people on your program. Although your your Bruce Feldman interview may have blown the latest one to smithereens, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I I, I want to build bridges here. I want to I want to see what I can do. They should welcome the opportunity with our exposure with yeah. this show that they should welcome that. But I don't think they want me to do well, so that probably plays into it. How many? So yeah. you're on Fox Sports regional networks, correct? That, yeah, how, many, how, many, in, uh, how many homes? Uh, 85 Fantastic. or 90 million homes now. I think 90 million homes were on Comcast uh, uh, in New England, in Philly, in Chicago. We're on in New York. So uh, it's good. Uh, we're at 260 radio affiliates. It's fun. Dan, it's every day. We laugh. Yeah, uh, you great do. time. You do. Yeah. You absolutely yeah, do. And, and I, I gotta, I've told you this before. I've said it in, uh, in print. Uh, you have blazed a trail for a show like this one that I'm doing. So I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you, Dan. I appreciate you. Was that a, no, I knew you would see. I I knew you were going to come on. It's a conversation. You taught me this 15 years ago. Okay. But I breezy conversations like friends. Yeah. I was I was humbled by it, okay. and I didn't know what words to say. The it was words very are nice of what you thank said. You. The words are thank you. Thank, right? thank you. Rich. Should I do it again? Should we do this again to make sure we get this right? Or no? That would okay. be okay. Dan, okay, uh, what you've done on your show, uh, turning people like Todd Fritz and McLovin into stars and and putting a radio show on television in such an entertaining and informative you, way. Rich. No, 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 I'm not thank done. You, Rich. Uh, I mean, oh. you you've 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 helped blaze a trail for a show like this one where a podcast can be televised um and and for that Dan, I I just thank you for being you, for being you. Thank this one I said yeah, thank I'm done. you. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And I and I that's and I thank you, Rich. Mm. This is now awkward, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. No, it's been awkward. <laughs> it's been awkward the last twenty minutes. No, don't say that. Really? Do you really feel it's been awkward? Well, no, for no, I, minutes? I made it awkward. I made it awkward. Not you. Okay. No, I, I did. DP, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming thank on. Thank you, Rich. Wait, do I say? Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. Thank. Hey, Rich. Thank you. See, and, now this uh, is like hey. this is like me at the end of my my appearances, my spots on your radio show every Friday. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how it feels. Now what? That that you don't want to leave. Well. Yeah, I just got into a rhythm here. We got into a rhythm. 
You're just upset that the, your staff has left you and can't move the camera off the wall to show off how you Did really you... are not all about yourself in your man cave. You know what? Let's let me put it to you this way, Rich. Uh-huh. In closing, yes, I have more Emmys in here than I do photographs of me. That's that's not true. <laughs> Patently uh, I false. Got four of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's four Emmys in here uh, from from your Sports Center days, correct? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm never going to win another one. That's not true. You were nominated last year for doing what you're I doing know. from that seat right there, Dan, for Wait, a radio show up, on television. You got nominated I, for a television Emmy Award. I go up against Bob Costas every year. Oh, well, we we know that that's a losing. I got effort. no shot. We got no. We both of us have no shot. I got no shot. No shot. Right. So by saying, I said both of us have no shot. You said I, mean, I have no shot. Does I, that mean I, you I, think I have a shot? Which is uh, yes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Rich. <laughs> Dan, thanks for coming on. <laughs> you take care of yourself, bud. Do you think we'll do this again? I hope so. I love okay. it. I think it's fun. Why wouldn't you think so? Will you be in Green Bay? Uh, no. You're going to be from no. The, oh. no. We're branding our we're branding our our uh, game day morning <laughs> show at night. So we're doing Ouch. NFL game day That's... kickoff, three and a half hours worth on NFL Network. Uh, but we we're we're up uh, we're not up till kickoff. We're up till seven thirty. So you can have the stage yourself, Dan. Well, That's me the and I the know. president. Oh, no, I think the president's over. Are you going up against the president Thursday night? Yeah, Uh-oh. I think so. That's, uh, that's again, that's sort of like going up against Costas. I mean, I think you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I have a better I have a better chance against the president than I do, Bob. <laughs> that's how tough a road is. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Hi, buddy. Talk Speak to you soon. soon. That's Dan Patrick on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, uh, a man who is the king of podcasting himself. Uh, he's got a very popular podcast named after himself, the Adam Carolla podcast on the Ace Broadcasting Network. He can also be seen 10 p.m. Eastern time Wednesday nights on the Speed Channel on the car show. Good to see you, good Adam Carolla. Good to see you, Rich. Good to see you. One of the good ones. Uh, the, the Speed Show? You are. Good... Oh, me? Yeah. I thought you were referring to your Speed. Your yeah. speed. No, that's not one of the good ones. You're okay. one of the good ones. Thank you. I like you. Bless you. Bless Always you for have. saying that. Thank you. Like your vibe. Yeah. <laughs> vibe. Maybe that's the, the, the reverberation you're, you're talking about. You're good about at now. what you do. And I Thank know you. that always sounds like a half-assed compliment because <laughs> it finished. If you're good. You could stop right there. But right. then they go, at what you do. But what you do could be make could be stuffing tacos. <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's good at what he does. Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. What do you think of your Rams? Are they good at what they do this year? St. Louis Rams? What do you think? They seem to have some promise. Uh, who knows? Um the idea that they could not score a touchdown in a very crucial game last year against the vaunted Seattle Seahawks defense seemed like not a great sign mm-hmm. to me. Like, I wanted to see, I hate it when a team comes out for a big game flat. You know what I mean? Right. It, it really is, it's, it's, if you can't get it up for this, what can you get it up for? So, really, and, Ended last season with a whimper. I think maybe they put three on the board or something like that, but literally could not get into the end zone against Seattle. They needed a playmaker in the biggest, baddest way at that point in time. I know, but don't you feel like uh, maybe if they had a little something called grit, and I'm not talking (laughs) about the magazine we all sold in junior high. I'm talking about the thing that, you know, percolates in your soul. I feel like that was a bad sign, but they got some playmakers now. 
other teams have gotten a little worse and they've gotten a little better. They went, what, 4-0 in preseason, which always seems good and then seems bad when you think about it. Well, the Lions went 4-0 in preseason the year they went 0-16. Right, right. So we got that. Uh, I ain't counting them uh, chickens before they hatch. I'll wait. You got a great quarterback, though. I mean, yes. I think that that, that is stipulated uh, around the entire league that Sam Bradford is the real deal, that, that he is a bona fide first overall pick that is blossoming before our eyes. That's for sure. Yeah. People like him. He looks good. I, 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 maybe it's just me or I'm not, or I'm still, I'm still sort of have my arms folded and it's going to be tough to unfold them by, by the Rams. But Bradford looks good. I still, like I said, not, Getting the ball into the end zone in four quarters against Seattle doesn't seem like a young Dan Marino to me, but he <laughs> right. doesn't have the Duper brothers out there. On the other hand, there are human beings with hands who catch balls. I feel like one time could cross the <laughs> painter, right? Human beings with hands. With well, I know. that. Listen, but they, they did not, as you pointed out, seem to have much of a pulse. That could be just in the fact that they were a young team, end of the season. Seattle's a very difficult place to not only just get to, I know you fly sure. a direct flight, but You're I mean, right. it's a long way away. It's the longest trip in the NFL for most teams. But obviously, Alaska airs no no trees. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but and and they did knock off the defending Super Bowl champs the next week in that building. So it's not like that they. I know they they sort of snuck in at seven and nine, but right. I'm just saying, you think Seattle, you think their defense, and you think a game of that magnitude, and you talk about Bradford, and you say, all right, but. Dan Marino in his first or second season would have would have got thirteen points on the board. That's all I'm saying. You're a pretty harsh critic in that respect. Well, I'm just You're... waiting. But you know, you know why? I'm like a a lover that's been burned a few times, <laughs> and now my man has sobered up, and he swears he'll uh, never <laughs> never play play around on me again. And he's given up the booze and the gambling, <laughs> by the way. But I've been burned way too many times. So you know what? I'm going to wait. It seems like like Oz Hakeem from the Greatest Show on Turf would mm-hmm. have been the the number one receiver right. on that team last year. Right, that, that's how that's how, I mean, and he was a, a good receiver. They just didn't have that. Now they have Mike Sims Walker, who's mm-hmm. the number one guy in Jacksonville last year. I thought year, Danny right? Amendola set he, some kind won. of record or he's something there. last year. Surprisingly, I was just watching Hard Knocks, whatever, and they said that he had the most yards as a receiver or something in like oh ten, and I was wildly surprised by that, but. Yeah. yeah, they have him. They got uh, Gibson, this kid uh, Gibson, who can go vertically. Mm-hmm. Steven Jackson is still the guy defensively. Sure. Do you like your coach? Do you like Spagnola? Um, I like the name. That's a name. <laughs> That's a football name. That's right. I played with a DiGiacomo and a Higginstaller, so I like a Spagnola. That, that's that's a down three. That's a front three. DiGiacomo, Higginstaller, and Spagnola right in the middle. You need a fourth. Yeah. You need a fearsome in that fourth. But it also so- it sounds like a good meal. Too doesn't it? Mm, yeah, like a little, break me off a little of that spagnola. It 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 does with like a little Higginstaller sausage and a little <laughs> right. the Giacomo uh, frittata. Yeah, I'll tell you, I got to say this about food, Rich Eisen. Yeah, and to the millions listening, not as many as you, but uh, I'm, the, I'm the trying to get there. Listening, the point is this: uh, you know, you, you limit your you limit your culinary decisions to, you know, burgers or pizza, maybe maybe a little Chinese. If you're feeling exotic, you go Mexican or Thai. I'll tell you, get some Hungarian food or some German food every once in a while. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Why? I, I, it's just, it's awesome. And I feel like every, I, 
no one's ever eaten German food and went like, ah, not for me. It's just a bunch of meat and potatoes mm -hmm. and, and sauerkraut, and it's all good. And, and Hungarian food, out of this world. I mean, uh, all, all the uh, the, the uh, chicken paprikash, and my grandfather's Hungarian, so I'm allowed to, yeah, call, about it, to, say, to call it paprika, like mm -hmm. you ugly Americans. Mm -hmm. It's all great stuff, and I just don't feel like it gets enough love. It's an underrated food stuff, is what mm -hmm. you're saying. Okay? Sort of like, um, it's sort of like Ed Hockley's triceps. They're, right, they're everyone's so focused on the buy right. part, but it, not the try. And all you got to do is just see them go first down, and those things hanging down are, are, right. are just as but, rock solid as what's But yet we're so top. fixated on what's up top. So it's, it's the Hungarian food is like the 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 Ed Hockley triceps of the food chain is essentially what we've we've come up with here right now. First off, have you been talking to my wife because no. th this morning exact same analogy. <laughs> That's <laughs> odd. I was walking out of the kitchen right. and she said goulash. She didn't say Hungarian food, but she said mm. goulash mm. is the Ed Hockley's <laughs> triceps. <laughs> right, the food equivalent. Not, yeah. I have not been speaking to your wife. So wow. That is an incredible coincidence. Wow. That is that great is great minds. That is just great minds. Clearly think alike. Yeah. Where where else are you going uh in the NFL this season? What which team do you do you do you like that that is somewhat under the radar, mm. Adam? Oh, let's yeah, see. I went there. I went there. You went there. It. Yeah, because I was just going to say Patriots because it's always you still always, believe. How about that? Because you, by the way, Tom Brady was the first guest on this show. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I didn't. You see, wow. I'm just I'm throwing this all out there. At you. Yeah, and he 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 says because he'll but he'll never come out and say we're going to win the Super Bowl. He's sure. not a chess beater. No one plays sure. where Belichick's going to do that. Sure. Or and he plus that's not in his DNA. But he basically said that he's trying that. He he doesn't know. Nobody knows. Certainly him. I think because of the shortened or the shortened off season, mm -hmm. and because of these sort of guys, the sort of question marks around the Peyton Mannings of the world, and when he's going to get in the league or when he's going to be able to suit up, and uh, again, just the truncated off season. Nothing. It's it's uh, it's it's less clear than it ever was, and and the parody part is great. Because it used to be, all right, it's Dallas or it's the Steelers Niners. and then it's the Niners and then it became the, mm -hmm. the Patriots. But now, really, if I put a gun to your head and said uh, Atlanta or Philly or New Orleans or, I don't know, Arizona. I don't even know what Arizona's doing this year. Like, I, I, I think it's easier just to pick the four or five teams that you know aren't going to be there. Right. And then move forward from there. And even those are tough because you used to be able to say the Rams. Uh, <laughs> from what I know, the 49ers, they're not, no, they don't uh, seem to I be would, in the catbird seat. They're this not in the catbird seat this year. No, but a lot of people are thinking the lions and some people are thinking uh, the Texans. Yeah. I mean, they're throwing that out there. I don't know what's going on with Tampa Bay this year. I don't feel you like never this. know, but that's the beautiful thing about this, isn't it? That you just, yes, you don't, you, you don't know. And it makes it, it makes it fun when you know the outcome, unless you're gambling, <laughs> it doesn't make it fun. <laughs> well, you know, as I told you on your podcast many times, when you drop the G word here at the NFL network, I have no idea what you're talking about. With gambling. Yeah. You know, it's like I've become the unfrozen caveman lawyer. I have no idea. Your terms confuse me. Yeah. The G word or the G spot. Either way, rich can't find yeah. it. <laughs> well, hey, now. <laughs> they don't know what it is. Wait, now this is going in a direction I wasn't seeing. I anyway, wasn't seeing. my wife was saying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, let me ask you this one then. Sure. Uh, your Sundays. Sure. Paint the picture for me. You still going to Kimmel's house? 
Watch um, football, or is he is he moved on? Is he what's going on? Well, what what happened with Kimmel's is it, it started off as a you know handful of hardcore football fans showing up, and then it turned into tail hook at a certain point. And, <laughs> and when I say tail hook, people don't realize tail hook started off innocently enough. It was oh, it's just, a convention, right? Yeah, it was a bunch of fighter jocks. Uh, they're, they're called tail hookers because they land on aircraft carriers and they hook the tail mm-hmm. on on the uh, on the tether. And there's the tail hookers. And I think start off with a bunch of guys putting down a couple of beers and just enjoying trading a few war stories. And next thing you know, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's essentially what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because there was a point when we had to thin out the herd. When it, we had to start cutting how players. many people we had were, to get down to that 56 man roster. <laughs> the Turk came and visited people and said, you're no longer allowed at Kimmel's house. Basically, it was it was insane because Dawson, who's the engineer, who was the engineer, of my radio show at the time and now the engineer at my podcast at a certain time, showed up. He announced that he made calzones. But he'd put um, cheddar cheese in them, which which was strange for Jimmy. It was it was literally like being attacked with a shoe. Cheddar like <laughs> that, that was like. So he made calzones and he put cheddar cheese in them. Oh my goodness! And then imagine this: he walks up with his cheddar filled calzones in front of a group of hardcore football nuts, uh, Bill Simmons and mm-hmm. Kevin Hench and Cousin Sal and mm-hmm. all the names. And he says, hey, there's eight games going, because Jimmy had eight screens going. He said, and uh, my Chargers aren't on one of them. This is an outrage. And everyone said, uh, your Chargers are on a bye week. And with that, he was dismissed. (laughs) Summarily. (laughs) Take your cows Never to be seen and and heard from again. And I had, it was a funny conversation where uh, I think Jimmy called into my radio show and said, Dawson, uh, and Dawson said, well, this is a joke, right? And Jimmy said, no, you're you're gone. Yeah, I you mean, can't talk about your team on a bye week, and like where, and, and and also, I mean, if you talk about your team in a bye week, you could you could, and you don't know they're on a bye week, you could sort of cut around the edges by talking about your team. Hey, what do you think about this? Just mixing it up with the guys. Sure, but you cannot come in in the middle and then make that kind of proclamation yeah, with and your... demand something that's impossible to be put on a television set and could not undercut his case anymore off the bat. I mean, that's the end of that. Holding an appetizer that couldn't hold a candle to a hot pocket, by the way, has <laughs> yes. not helped your cause. Calzone with cheddar cheese. Where's he from? Uh, Doesn't matter. Santa Mars. Barbara. Santa Barbara, actually. This like. is zero calzone it's a Montecito. It's a Montecito calzone. <laughs> that's no good. Listen, and by the way, when people try to explain away their regional whatever, it doesn't mean it's not bad. Like when I see right. a lot of guys putting a lot of ketchup on a lot of Philly cheesesteak, and mm. I say, what's up? And they go, I'm from Philly. And I go, it doesn't mean you can't be an a-hole. <laughs> right. I'm sure there are many a-holes in Philly. Doesn't mean. And they go, that's the way we did. Oh, listen, I'm from North Hollywood, and uh, I like to put crushed up glass in mm-hmm. my chili. Does that make it right? So, were you the one who had to inform Dawson that he was out? Were you, did Jimmy leave that? You, I, you were like the Turk. I you had to knock on the door and four a.m. Tell him to get his playbook. Oh, by the way, does, does that need to take place in the wee hours? I'm the poor guy. Answers. First off, there's not a 23 year old athlete that does not answer the door in his jockey shorts without an erection. 
<laughs> those men are stallions and sexual warriors. There's, was there such a thing as falling asleep when yeah. you're 23 and having someone roust you out of bed at 23 without that? I don't know I if mean, we can confirm that with the Elias Sports Bureau, statistically. I mean, but I we'll have to just, I guess, take the word. I would catch them when they were getting out of the cold tub. <laughs> not in, well, there's got to be something in, the in between. The there's got to be something in between because you 4 a.m. is obviously untenable. And you also can't say, we're planning to cut you. What's the most beneficial time for you for right. the Turk to come visit? Yeah. So maybe, what would you say, a 9 a.m.? Is there Should the league come down and give some sort of rule I, under, I like, there's a, the, the PA I, should get involved? Here's, here's, here, I, I think the hours are pretty simple, Rich Eisen. And um, it'll be, and, and from this day forth, this is the way it'll be done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, basically there's statutes that say you can't start your construction project in a residential area at 6 a.m. Correct. It's unfair to the neighbors. You can't, you start at 8 a.m. Before mm-hmm. 8 a.m. is rude to the neighbors. So you you want to do, you want to dig your infinity pool in Beverly Hills, <laughs> 8 a.m. is the earliest you can start. Right. And when does McDonald's? Stop serving the breakfast sandwich. You is, know it, what I mean? is it 11 a.m.? I think it's 10.30. 10.30. I think, because it's confusing, because I get there at 10.45, and they yeah. do the... Our podcast producer, uh, Chris Law, just confirmed 10.30 a.m. 10.30. The very, and I like when they go, oh, we already put all the stuff away. What, did you stuff the <laughs> eggs back into the chickens? What do you mean stuff away? The eggs, I used to work at a McDonald's. The eggs are four feet away in the refrigerator. Go get them. The, I guess they go on the same grill. Rules are rules. Stuff away. Rules are right, rules. So... Between the time you can start construction <laughs> yes. in Beverly Hills and the time McDonald's does away with the Egg McMuffin. The only time the Turk can to visit. 1030. I think we can all agree on that. You don't want to do it after that because you need a couple Egg McMuffins mm-hmm. to really soothe you know, that emotional pain that you've just gone through. And again, before 8 a.m., you're disoriented at that point. I think this is reasonable, by the way. And tumescent. It's <laughs> which could be a very reasonable and too messy, a very confusing message to send to the head coach when you hit his office. You really That's do great. love this squad, don't you? Belichick's been wired for sound. <laughs> We're going to go out there and be too messing. That's right. I like it. That's... Uh, that's... So what else you got for me? Because you've, you've come up with other uh, rule changes I, I got, that you have posited. I got the rule committee. The competition committee, according competition to Adam Carolla. Committee. Well, I was watching... Just last night, I believe it was on your network. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we were. I was watching the the last Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl forty five. Super Bowl forty five, and I was watching uh, Manning back there and uh, Big Ben back there, mm-hmm. and they're both doing the same thing. Now there is a rule, and this rule has been in place for at least thirty years, which, as a quarterback, you cannot climb under the center. Mm-hmm jerk your head violently and try to draw it's a false start the defense off off into the neutral zone you saw no- rogers and roethlisberger do that during the super bowl no okay out of the shotgun they're gesticulating like a guy spinning a condo sign on the corner of ventura <laughs> <laughs> and violent they're in that shotgun right doing exactly what they can't do when they're under the center trying to draw and as a matter of fact they drew farrier and company who are on uh on a linebacker blitz right. off there because there's manning and probably nobody better than him i think it was in the second quarter and there he is his arms are flying forward he's taking a yeah. big taking a big clydesdale 
male step forward. It's and like, throwing the arms. It's like the Australian rules football referee under the goalposts where they right. use their their arms, but they have to they have to use their arms to. Because the linemen can't hear them. They lift their legs. That's the silent snap count, though, This You can't mess with the silent snap count. This is not that. This is an attempt to draw the defense off sides. And it's effective. It works. It it worked on on blitzing linebackers. Mm -hmm. I understand there's a foot movement to send a guy in motion. I understand there's a hand movement that the punters used for years to get the long snap. But this is not that. This is a full body with a big hut at the end of it that is only there to attempt to fool the defense and thus confuse them and draw them off sides. Why is that movement legal just because you took three steps back and got into the shotgun? And what about the spirit of the rule? Well, the spirit of the rule is you can't jerk your head because you're attempting to draw. There's a difference between um, projecting and trying to draw the defense off. Yes. And when it crosses the line... That's where I have an issue with you here. Watch footage. I know know exactly what you're talking about. But there's a gray area that you're... That's sort of like a tuck rule, gray area, that you're, you're now putting... The Hercules of the world in the position of what is acceptable arm movement and what is gesticulating for the purpose of causing somebody to jump off sides. There is, is the, where, where do you draw the line? How do you codify that in the Adam Carolla NFL rulebook? I'm going to crap in your gray area. There is <laughs> there's there is a gray area in pass interference. Yeah, there is a gray area in many forms of holding. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably eight or 10 penalties that have a little gray area mixed in with them. Mm-hmm. Ask, you know, Seattle from a couple of Super Bowls ago, you know, there's also gray area in the first version of this when he's under center, because you see quarterbacks that jerk their head and that are loud and that project and don't get the flag. And then you see when they cross the line to actually attempt to draw the defensive defense offside. Uh-huh. So the ref will use the same brain that he uses to divine whether he's doing it under the center or behind the center or whether that was a little innocent contact or a full-blown grab on a bump and run. It's the same brain they use for many, many calls. Five-yard penalty, right? False uh, start, yes. just like a regular five-yard yeah. procedure it, it drew. It, watch your own network, Rich. <laughs> it drew It drew Farrier and company off when right. they were trying to time a sort of a running linebacker blitz, and they both were doing it, and they're both doing it clearly to keep the defense off balance. I'm just saying, if it's a penalty under the center, it mm-hmm. should be a penalty when you drop back into the shotgun. You'll just have to forgive me for a moment, because nobody's ever crapped on my gray area before. Ever. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's really thrown me a little bit off balance. Nobody's ever crapped in my gray area. But the Quite point like is point is much like taking your first good shot as an NFL running back, now you're ready to play. <laughs> I'm ready. I've been snapped into the, right. the the rhythm. That's right. Right now. Do you have any other rule changes? No, that's it. that's it. Well, of course, I have my usual, which is raise the height of the goalpost. You're I, right. I by the way, that happened in the playoffs last year. Right. That happened the top. in the playoffs last year. It was a I think it was the Kansas City Ravens game. Right. Went right over the top. Clearly looked like it was uh, no good. Ruled it good. Oh, right. As, as you pointed out, there's like, what, what, what did you call the referees underneath? And the these are post? 63-year-old guys with cataracts, <laughs> with cataracts who, who, right. who, 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 by the way, also right. 
when you take a 63 year old guy and you tell him to stand underneath it, you know, half mm-hmm. the time it's raining and it's at night and there's lights and mm-hmm. whatever else. And also these guys have, you know, some form of dementia or another. And you ask them to look straight up as fast as they can. They have vertigo. I mean, it's like literally if I ask <laughs> you, ask your grandfather or your granddad to stare up, so he'll fall over. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for the referees. I'm saying extend the pole just eight feet. So it, all you need. it's the only, so it's, it's not only efficient, it's also uh, a health saving procedure for the, the 63 year old men with cataracts. I, I can't tell you how many, my, my grandfather went that way. I know yours did. We spoke <laughs> off the air. You're reluctant to bring it <laughs> on up a field on goal. the podcast. On a field goal. Judging a field goal. Yeah, and also there is nothing better than a key field goal in a key situation, especially when it hits the post. Mm-hmm. There's something, whether it goes in, where Karam's in, mm-hmm. or Karam's out, there's something wildly satisfying about just how close mm-hmm. that was. And there's so many situations where that ball just rocketed right over the top, maybe just three feet over the top of the post. And you think, well, if it hit it, it could have just caromed in, usually gets called out. There's no arguing it. There's mm-hmm. no real replay. They never have a good angle of it. They're sort of in front of it or behind it, but they're never really going straight up at it. And uh, for the price, you know, one trip to the Home Depot, and I think we could remedy this for just about every stadium. Right. And so you and so you have wanted to add a third upright. You've told me that before. I like since you like hitting the uprights. You wanna you wanna add a third upright bisecting. The current upright sort of put a fork tongue. I like the notion. A trident in the end zone of every NFL. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I like. Yeah. Um, I like, and you know, come to think of it, this could just go up in the fourth quarter. Oh, this could just come out much like a dog's tail. Tail. <laughs> In the fourth tail hook, <laughs> come right up the middle, right, and and uh, again for those just listening for the first time, the purpose of this third upright—that's that, ten points. Ten if, points. If you can ding that, so you, you right are rewarding your, accuracy. You're rewarding. Right. If you, it's sort of like that that contest in a charity golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Straightest drive, right, gets you a prize. Yeah, in uh, an NFL game, hole in one, you're down by eleven. Right. Normally, you need to kick a field goal just to get. A chance to tie it's the game with two, another possession. Maybe three possessions, right. right? There's a minute and a half. So left you're on the saying clock. all you have to do mm-hmm. is matriculate the ball down the field, sure, and get it anywhere. It's, or you got to because no. yes. it would be anywhere. You know what I mean? Here, like, here's here's my here's my feeling. Yes, I love the notion of you never really being out of it, and I like the notion. And they do that in the All Star game in the Pro Bowl. If a team is up by 28 points. And um, they score a touchdown. They don't kick off. Mm-hmm. I believe they still do it that way, right? Do they, they still do when a team gets down? Remember they would do that? They I don't do know if they do now? that anymore. Oh. No. Now you're crapping on me. I'm crapping in your grade. Let me take a big crap in your grade. Somebody on. look that up. Because there used to be a thing that said in the Pro Bowl, yeah. if you get too big, one team gets too big a lead yeah. and we're in the fourth quarter, you score, you don't have to kick off. You get the ball again. Uh, they, they, I, I All right, check that. it out. Check it out. Point is this. Might have been that Maui well, Wowie or something like that. I, I I'm not making this Hawaii. up. I'm okay. not making this up. Okay. All right. Someone check it. Point is this. I say fourth quarter, center pole comes out. Mm -hmm. Okay. If 
you can kick it from anywhere on the field. Anywhere. You get it on the two-yard line, it's a little chip shot. Or you're going for 53 yards. But you, It's you, still worth the same amount of 10 points? It uh, is. Uh, it's got to be a sliding no, scale, but, Adam. Rich, I'm sorry. Okay, please, please listen. Oh, sorry. Please just sorry, listen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Please listen. It's worth 10 points anywhere on the field, but here's the caveat. You miss it, even if it's six inches to the right, and you just kick what would be a field goal, you get zero points. So you got to decide. You got to get the three. What do you have to? So you have to inform the ref. I'm going for the center pole. Yes, and then that center pole comes up. Maybe we make it. So then, hold on, pardon me. Hold on. Yeah, sure. I do have to. I I don't mean to interrupt, but I do have to. I do have to clarify here. Yes. So you, it's sort of like uh, the the extra lineman reporting is eligible to the Mm -hmm. ref before the snap. Mm -hmm. You go out and say to the ref, "I'm going." It's yeah. So it's like Dan Klecko goes up to the ref and goes, yeah. I'm eligible. Same thing. Uh, 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 kicker goes out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, Vinatieri mm-hmm. says, you know what? We're down 11. We're down nine. I want to go for the win. Right. Right. So the, cent- the, the, the I'm going for the center post. Right. And if he misses it, no points. Even no if points. he does split the uprights. He's called. Well, if he really split the uprights, he'd hit it. Or even if he even if he does get the ball within the uprights, right. for a normal field goal, that's right. No points. He called for it and he missed it. Wow. Yeah. Powerful stuff. It is powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, to the point where we have, on our second stage, mm-hmm. created this. Really? Would you, would you want to take a shot at a sure. uh, at, at your dream? Your dream come true. Sure. We have put a third upright <laughs> on our uprights here at NFL <laughs> okay. Network. I'm so we have, excited. About I have that. actually done this, and and we'll see if you can show us what you mean. I have a torn meniscus. <laughs> you, so you're not you're not in kicking shape. Is that what you're saying? I never was. I could snap the ball with my torn meniscus. Hmm. Okay, let's do it. Let's and, do and it. And you put it down. Maybe so maybe I'll try. It? But I'll try the kick. You snap yeah. it. Someone puts it down. All right, let's do and it. And I'll kick let's it. Let's do it that way. And 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 we'll see if this is this is how about this? This is this is the laboratory. Mm-hmm. For this thing, I'm a terrible kicker. I'm not good, but mm-hmm. if I kick it, I'm like maybe the NFL a... will take notice. I I just think there's nothing worse than when your team is sort of out of time, mm-hmm. out of points. It's that point of the game yeah. where it's just they're not they're mathematically I can't like get back into it. This at least gives you a sort of hail mary, and it gives the kicker a hail mary. Right. And there could be a specialized guy. I mean, like. I saw Chad Ochocinco completely split the uprights doing uh, kicking an extra point a few years back in a preseason game when he was on Cincinnati. So you could have a guy Mm -hmm. who was the specialized splitter who just came up there. (laughs) And maybe the guy's a reserve outside linebacker. This is just his thing. With some odd talent. That right. comes into play at a crucial point in the game. And this also adds a layer of second guessing to the head coaches. Why would you go for the one upright? You right. go for the easy chip yeah, shot. Take you go three, for the three. Do take the, the three. Onside. Right. Right. Or play defense, call your timeouts, come back down with your Pro Bowl quarterback. Why in the world would you send out the third string linebacker with this odd talent of hitting a ball straight? It'd be exciting. Seeing Which is all about drop it. kick it into the thing. And it would be easy for the 63-year-old men with cataracts to tell if they mm-hmm. did or not. And, oh, Save. damn, Rich. Right. Wow. This right. is why I get the big bucks. Yeah. S- sponsored by Slim Jim. It looks like a giant piece of jerky.
go for the you're slim thinking, jim you're Every thinking you're marketing you're branding and marketing we bring a fan out on the field at halftime set the ball up on the 20 1 million dollars you can dent the slim jim I like it. Randy, the macho man, savage would, uh, he would be, <laughs> if he was still with us, he yeah. would pass. Did he not? Yes, he did. Uh, this he's, and he's missed again. <laughs> yes. my, the wife. Yeah. Still not over the she passing can't get of over macho that. man. No, it's no. odd how much she's it, talking about these. Yeah. Guy the the hockey Lee analogies have softened the blow a little for her, but that's just, <laughs> that's the face of a clown inside. She's still heartbroken. Let's put your, let's put your. We've never done this before. We've never left this studio mm-hmm. and gone to another studio. So this is a, a, a podcast first yes. for us as well. Sure. So well, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Let's get out there. Okay. All right. Uh, Adam, your dream is about to come true in more ways than one. There is the upright that you're talking about, wow. right? Is what you're talking about? That's the 10-point mm-hmm. upright mm-hmm. that somebody would have to elect to go for or not, mm. right? You know, in uh, automotive racing, they have something in sports cars where if a tall guy like Dan Gurney, who was a tall guy and right. is a tall guy, uh, they put a little blister on the roof to make room for the guy's helmet. It's called the Gurney Bubble. Mm-hmm. And it would be a fitting tribute if you called this the Adam Pole. The- <laughs> I know it sounds it's, no, no, it's homoerotic, but no, no. I, I would like... Listen, it's your rule. It's my rule. It should be named after you. It's the Adam Pole. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the Corolla Pole? Oh, the, brought to you by Slim Jim or Barbersol. I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can you right. oh. make it like a barber pole. Oh, boy. Uh, and so because of your meniscus. There's feminine hygiene products that would work nicely <laughs> with that as well. I don't know if that's the cross-promotion. Uh, that's that what you've you got to think outside the box, outside the literally. Box. I like it. Okay. So because of your meniscus, you can't kick. I've, it is a torn menisci. So you are long snapping, which is your expertise. I, anyway. I shall. And then I'm the kicker which means we need a we need a holder. Uh, there he is, right over here. Come on out here. Can um, I be your holder? There oh. There's can a I be your holder? holder right there. Oh Marshall Falk, for, for whom you have a man Can I be, crush, can I I be your holder, buddy? Come here, give, come here, give me a hug. Give me a hug. Oh, Mar- my, oh, Marshall. It's my snapper. Is this, oh, I'm so excited. Is this a dream come true? There's the Adam, the Adam Pole. I, I'm going to be nervous now. With and then Marshall. And then, Hall of Fame, Marshall Falk. You ready? Standing here. I'm, You're I'm nervous. Like lunch I'm, meat. I'm always is, ready. Can Rich hit the Adam Pole? <laughs> During rehearsal, 10 seconds ago, he yeah. kicked me directly <laughs> in the ass. I, I made myself as small as humanly possible, it's and true. he booted the ball, some say intentionally, I hit it, d- right. directly into my head. I did hit that. Wow. <laughs> I did hit that upright. No we have it on tape. Here it is on tape. We have a split. He split this up. Oh, oh, oh. It's not good. It was right, my so first attempt. Okay. Right, Ready? Just, uh, yes. Let's, okay. Come on, let's go. Now, Marshall, I got to warn you, ball's coming back with some ve- some velocity and some purpose. I'm going to let you know it's not my first time holding. I understand. What was the last hold that you made? Was um, it George Washington Carver High? Was it the last hold that you made? <laughs> Where was the last hold that you made? All right, I'm going to take several attempts here. Let me say okay. this. Where, where do you want it, Rich? You got to let me know. I don't, where do I need it? I have no where idea. Where would you like? I've never well, kicked I, you just, you just, I, uh, it's You set up. I'm going to set up where I need to... Right. All right. Based on you. Here we go. You re- Rich. <laughs> Hold on. You got to let me check with Rich to make sure oh, he's I'm ready. Sorry. I'm ready. Sorry. You got to check with the kicker. Sorry, I'm good. Sorry. This is how this works, okay? Sorry, Mr. Fall. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Rich, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. Huh. Oh, God. <laughs> it's terrible. Here I, think, I think we need a tee for you. Should I go open toe? I, I don't know if you can go open toe with a what pair of products on, Rich. Straight on? Do I get- Here we go. I'm going to do Mark Mosley. 
Oh, it's just another thing to hit me in the That's... ass. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> All right. We're going to go kick. All right, here we go. Really? Can you get it on the end of that I, thing? I got to be good. Yes, you do. I have to be good. It's terrible. You ready? Another thing I can't do. Go for it. Now, that's more than a coincidence, Rick. That's 10 points. <laughs> Is it because I have the number one podcast in America, Rick? I'm Is killing that people off. This? I'm killing people <laughs> off. Oh, my God. Yes, I could do. Oh, Is you on three times in the coolie? Oh. Uh, maybe I could pass and hit hey, the pole. But there I'm going to let you know this here. <laughs> Just like Mooch couldn't throw the screen pass and got cut, you would get cut. Well, how about that snap, Marshall? That was perfect. Thank you, buddy. That was Adam, perfect. thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Perfect. I appreciate it. Adam <laughs> Carolla's podcast can be is available on iTunes and the Ace Broadcasting Network, right? Yeah. And also, um, yeah, the car show. The car show. Right? That's right. The speed. Show Wednesday speed. nights. All right, I got to get one of those hemorrhoid donuts. Is anyone here? I'm not going to be right for a while. Oh, look out, oh, man. <laughs> so we're back in the studio to wrap up the audio version of the podcast. I hit Corolla in the in the tail twice, Chris Law. Not on purpose. I'm just not a I'm just not a kicker, I'm not a runner. That, that, That's why I do this your, for a your living. Your form was suspect at best, I'm, dude. I'm, I mean, I've never placed kick before. <laughs> if Nick Folk mix, misses one this year, you you can't call him out. I'm not going to call him. I don't call people. Well, I never call people. Well, I mean, he's a professional. He should make those. This is true. I'm this not a professional, true. and also I didn't think I would have to kick. Who knew that Corolla had a torn meniscus? He tapped out of that. I think he was worried. He didn't want to embarrass him. He touts all the so time. I don't mind embarrassing myself. You see my athlete. my forty yard dash is downloaded internationally. What a what a stupid idiot I look like every year. I don't care. Whatever. It's television gold. It's though. all for the. It's all for the. It's all. It's all for. It's all for making people laugh. It's all I want to do. But uh, we're going to post that video for those who are just audio wise. Correct? Who can't get the Absolutely. podcast on television on for whatever page. reason? Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. at com. Next week, Jeffrey Ross, correct? In studio? Jeff Ross in studio, the Roastmaster. Fresh off of the Charlie Sheen roast that happens the Saturday before week one of the season. Yes, they're in taping bulk. Yep, they're taping this Saturday. Saturday right. and, it re- and it airs the next week on Comedy Central. So in between the actual taping of the roast and the actual airing of the roast, we get the Roastmaster himself in our studio Yes, to tell us what's up. Jeffrey Ross. Fantastic. And then... Uh, We'll see what happens in week one and cook up some other guests. I better get cracking on that. Good times, Chris Law. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. I want to thank Jason Kleiman also, uh, who is the television producer of the podcast. He's tapping out. Everybody, by the way, everybody who produces my podcast gets uh, a gets a promotion. Have you noticed that? It's like a Spoon did it. Popped up the scale. You want to be. It's like you want to be the Eagles' backup quarterback. You get a, a hundred million dollar contract somewhere else. The AJ Feely of the league. Am I the AJ? I'm the no. The, 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 the producers. Yeah, the producers. Well, AJ, poor AJ is the only one who hasn't. I mean, think about it. He got a good contract. Think about in Miami. it. Cobb was a backup, sixty million dollar contract. Vic was a backup, hundred million dollar contract. Mike Kafka is in the catbird seat, bro. Yeah. So I want to congratulate Jason. He's he's leaving. We got to figure out who's going to be the television producer. Of this, and you're staying put, right? You're not leaving me. I'm, I'm staying put. I don't know if that's but, a good thing but, or a bad thing. I don't know. It's a good thing. Uh, I want to thank you, uh, and J- Jason Kleiman. I also want to thank again Adam Carolla and his sore tush. 
Uh, I want to thank DP, Dan Patrick, and of course, the MVP of the NFL, Tom Brady. That's it for the Rich Eisen Podcast. I'm signing off. Enjoy week one of the season, everybody. Stay listening, friends. 